What's going on guys, Zach here with the Zach Shanky Podcast. <clears throat> Today, I'm going to get a little more into my my personal life here with you guys, um, if that's alright. So, and, and the main reason is because I, I truly believe there's a lot of lessons to be had in the situation. Um, yeah. <laughs> Period. Uh, so... So here's here's where <laughs> I'm at. Okay, all right. Quick recap of my marriage uh, thus far. Okay, uh, first five years of my marriage were fantastic. Last five years, not so much. Um, and it all kind of came to a peak at uh, basically in October of 2021 is when it just completely died and the relationship between me and my wife um, became non-existent um, and between October 2021 and February of 2022 it was just an awful awful few months there um, where we were both still under the same roof we both love our children um, and we both still continue to butt heads right like during those months and so it was rough. It was very, very difficult. And finally, in February, um, we both had had enough, and we had an honest conversation and decided we needed to not be under the same roof anymore if we were to salvage any kind of amicable relationship moving forward. Since we both, um, you know, have the same children, and um, the amicableness was important to us because obviously. We can't stay out of each other's lives due to our, our kids, and we don't want to either because our kids love us as well, and they don't want they don't want that. They don't want to feel awkward every time mom and dad are in a room. You know what I mean? Uh, so to salvage something, anything, um, we decided somebody had to leave, and after a couple of discussions, it was decided that I was the one to leave. Now. At the time, because like I said, our relationship was was the worst that it has ever been. Um, it, I was concerned that if I were to leave, she was going to do something stupid and like try to claim that I abandoned my kids and stuff like that. And so I expressed that concern. Um, and so what we did is we wrote, I wrote out a document explaining why I was leaving the house to move in with my mother etc and I and we both signed it right so I just needed a layer of protection there because like this was meant to actually get us in a better place uh, for now right and then the idea was that she and the kids would stay down in Oklahoma until the house sold and then then they would move uh, up to Wisconsin as well and then I would live by them and then we would figure out custody stuff but we we already decided we wanted like a 50 50 custody thing so all that. Now, I've been in Wisconsin for a couple months. The house sold, and we decided, you know what? Time to move the rest of the family. So I went down to Oklahoma um, and moved them up. And, yeah, and so since then, she and I have both been looking for our own place. Um, I was initially waiting for her to find a place. She did find a place. She's just waiting for the move-in date. Uh, and as soon as she found a place, I started looking myself and very frustrating process in general. I think it's just been, it's been not a, not a pleasant experience trying to find a place to live. 
Now here's where it becomes interesting. This is where it becomes interesting. And if you guys, if you, if you guys are one of those few that actually listens to every one of my podcasts, you'll remember that um, probably in April. I think it was April, maybe March, March or April. I think it was April though. Um, when I went down to Oklahoma to move my family up here, I had this weird idea. We, we, Toya and I, Toya, my wife's name is Toya. She and I had this weird moment of like, we didn't really know how we felt towards each other. Like, was there still love? If so, what kind of love? You know, was it more like, uh, well, you're the mother of my children and I love you for that? Or was it more of a, I'm in love with you still? And we didn't really know. We didn't know what to label it as. Um, and so we just thought, you know, maybe we explore that. Maybe we don't. We didn't, you know, we didn't really know what the crap to do. Um, and this is where lesson number one for life comes into play. <clears throat> okay. And that is to have difficult conversations. Okay. And so what ended up happening is I had an idea, <laughs> which is always kind of an uh-oh moment. <laughs> if you guys have ever heard any of my crazy ideas, I have crazy, crazy ideas. Like, for example, um, I have an idea for a, a trading broker that is insane, like just nuts, like off the handle nuts, but I think it's actually going to work. Um, I have ideas surrounding the insurance in- industry as a whole that is just insane. I have ideas for banking industry as a whole that is just nuts. So I had this idea, and, and I think part of where these ideas come from is that I tend to question everything. Like, I, I will literally question everything. I don't believe anything. I question it and, and formulate a belief based on research. Um, so that's just the way my, my brain works. That's the way I've always kind of been. And so in regards to this, the, the belief that most people have myself included up until April, um, was that when two people fall in love and, and, or get married, right? Like, well, I shouldn't say, or, but they get married and, they tend to move in together either before or after marriage, and then they have kids. And there's this thing. There's this. There's this. That's the part I started to question. Why? 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 Why do couples, when they're in love, why do they move in together? Why is that the thing? And the only real reason there is twofold. Number one, you think you love the person so much that you can't spend a moment away from them. Okay. This is the hype version of love. Okay. There's no real sustenance there. Um, if, if you literally are like, oh my gosh, I, I just always think about you 24 seven. Yeah. You're just in this hype mode. Um, and that's, that's <laughs> not going to last. Okay. Um, that's one thing. The second thing is just because culture dictates it. So right. But if I'm looking back at me and Toya and our relationship and everything, um, I've got to say that the vast majority of our issues are because of the way we want to manage the household and we're both very stubborn. So what if this is the, this is the crazy idea. What if a married couple could actually be a, a healthy relationship, married couple 
living in separate houses, completely separate from each other. Now, this, of course, is there's a lot of problems with that idea. Uh, number one, the expenses. You're doubling your housing expenses. Number two, the kids. Like, you know, how do you coordinate the kids? Is that And that's a, an additional hassle, especially if we're talking about school districts involved. You know, if one parent lives in the school district, the other one doesn't. Bus routes. There's so many complications with this idea. Okay. Um, however, what if it was a thing? What if it could work? And these were the questions that I was asking and asking Toya as well. And I want I want to be very clear here with this. This was not me desperately trying to save my marriage. No, no, no. This was simply a crazy idea that popped in my brain and I expressed it. We still, to this day, Toya and I do not tell each other since October of last year. We have not told each other, we, you know, I love you. Like, that's not a thing that we're doing right now. Um, we have to kind of redevelop that if we want to. And that's where we start from. Do we want to try this crazy idea? Or do we want to just finalize the divorce and be done with it? Right? Like, though, this was the question. So, she and I, um, just the other day, I was in Green Bay looking for a place to live. And um, she, she was in the car with me. And we just decided to talk about this a little bit more detailed. And... Ultimately, what it boils down to is there's a number of reasons that we couldn't stand each other in the end. And one of them is the way that we view money um, is very different. I am much more of a risk taker. She is the opposite of that, like the complete opposite of that. Okay. Um, so, for example, I'll give you a, a quick example of this. She applied for the job killer strategy. One of the questions in that application is... If you could live comfortably on 10% of your income, would you be willing to donate 90% to a charity or something? You know, some kind of cause that you believe in. She said no, right? Which nobody's ever said no on that application. And so I called her. I'm like, dude, what, what the crap? Why would you not do this, right? And it's not, guys, it's not that she's not willing to give to people and she wants to be charitable. That's not it. But she has that fear of, well, what if I don't make money the next month and now I could have really used that 90%, right? So like, it's just her perspective on everything is based on a security level versus mine is much more of a, uh, you know, the reason you make money is to spend money. <laughs> right? and so It's so different. Um, and so that's one of the things that we never, ever, 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 ever in 10 years saw eye to eye on. Um, <laughs> which, you know, I'm not going to say she's right or I'm right. I don't think either of us are right. I think both of our viewpoints are wrong. Um, but what if just again, back to the crazy idea of living separately, not only living separately, but what if finances were separate except for a couple things? So for example, um, we talked about still doing things with the kids as a family, right? Like going to a museum, going to the zoo, going to parks, those kinds of things, like at least once a week doing some kind of family thing, the expense to that would be a together expense, right? Where half would come from her, half would come from me, or we'd switch off every other week or something. But when it comes to rent, you know, the utility bills, things to pay for, what kind of food, how often you go out to eat, all of those things would just be separate per household, per, you know, per individual. Right, she would have her income stream. I have my income stream, period. 
Okay. So that's an interesting thought, right? So if, if finances and in in not seeing eye to eye there is a problem, well, why not just be individual there? <laughs> not everything has to be completely jointed together. Why not separate some things? Um, she and I have not slept in the same bed in, hmm, I don't know, eight years. <laughs> like even during the good years of marriage, we never did because I snore really bad and she moves really a lot. And so we sleeping in the same bed, neither of us could get sleep. So we've always slept in separate beds or I have like a hammock or I have whatever else, you know, couch, <laughs> whatever. Um, and she would always get the nice bed. And so that's why having different, anyway, that's just another thing where why don't we just live in separate places, right? So then there's the kid complication, the children, right? And is that confusing? How do you explain it? Well, I don't think it's actually that confusing for children because I think children aren't brainwashed to think that <laughs> every couple should live together. Isn't it just, it's just an interesting thought. Okay. So let's get to the next lesson. Okay. The next lesson that I'm pulling from this whole thing is that it's okay to question everything. And it's totally okay to try out a very unconventional, excuse me, unconventional way of doing things. Okay. Um, and it's weird because like, for example, uh, we went to get a membership at a, like a, a swimming place or whatever. It's like a fitness center, but they have an indoor pool and all that stuff. Um, and we went there because, you know, we want to be healthy and we'll both be living in Green Bay and all that stuff. We went there to check out prices and things like that. And then their prices are based on families, right? like a family package and stuff. And we're like, okay, but what if the family lives in two separate places? And they're like, oh, you mean like the, the parents are divorced? We're like, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Married. Well, let's even say, for the sake of it, happily married, but living in two separate places. And they didn't have an answer because it's it's so freaking unconventional. Now, here's here's what's so fun. If you can take a concept that is considered like no second thought is given to this one simple concept like and you can completely revolutionize that guys this is where business becomes booming okay now of course i'm using this as the example of a really crazy idea unconventional idea i have no idea if it's going to work guys i have zero idea all i know is we're still amicable towards each other much more so than when i left in february which is good um and there's a desire there to try and that's really important um and so we're gonna see what happens with this weird crazy idea but if we apply the same unconventional wisdom towards other aspects of life this is where businesses amazing very successful businesses are born i'll give you a quick example if you watch shark tank there's this dude <laughs> and the way you presented it was perfect because it was exaggerated which made it ridiculous so here's what this dude did. He came in, he was wearing a sweatshirt, like a hoodie, right? And, uh, and he, oh, it was like a zipper hoodie. So it had a zipper all the way down. And he comes in and he explains how his kid wanted to go to the park. He said, sure, great, let's go. He put on his hoodie, zipped up, went to the park. Well, the sun is beating on his face and he started getting hot. And so he took his sweatshirt off. Well, now he only has a couple options. He can tie it around his waist. He called it the fanny pack. He could tie it like up over his shoulder. I can't remember what he called that. And then, he, or he can put it like, just toss it over one shoulder, the whole sweatshirt over one shoulder. And then, you know, it's like the cool guy. But then 
He bends over to pick up his kid, and the sweatshirt falls to the ground. Right? Like, isn't that, like, it's just exaggerated. No one thinks about that. No one thinks, oh, yeah, I get hot at the, the park, and I take off my sweatshirt, and now there's a problem. No one, no one even registers it as a problem. Right? Living together with a spouse, no one registers that as a problem. Right? Um, <laughs> there's so many things like that in the world, and this is where amazing little inventions come into play. So back to the sweatshirt guy, he exaggerated it. The, the sharks were cracking up because it was so dumb. <laughs> and, and he stands up, and his sweatshirt can convert into a little backpack that he can swing onto his back. Now he has a place to have it that's comfortable and that doesn't fall over. It's such a simple thing. That business, guys, is almost worth a billion dollars. <laughs> For a stupid thing that most people don't even consider a problem. I'll tell you another one that I just saw recently. It was huge. Big deal. It's like a player, a, a player, a pair of pliers that like sits in between your index and middle finger. Like it sits in between there. Think of it kind of like almost like a wolverine claw but it's it's a pair of tweezers or like little little tweezers plastic and so the point of these little tweezers is you can actually pick up food with it now you might be thinking why don't you just use your fingers well it's because like and we're talking like doritos or cheetos you know popcorn lightweight things that you can just grab with these little tweezers well the reason is because then you don't get the nasty you know, Dorito seasoning and Cheeto seasoning on your fingers, and then you then you touch the remote or you touch the couch or you or uh, you know if you're playing video games, you touch the video game controller. You don't have to do that. So if you're eating chips while playing video game, you can reach over. The tweezers just stay on your hand as you play. What a stupid thing! What a stupid thing! Everyone in the comments on that because I, I I love analyzing people's ads and stuff. And people in the comments on that are all saying the exact same thing. They're saying, this is the dumbest thing that I never even considered as a problem, but I'm going to buy one. <laughs> right? They still want to buy it. And so I, just having this thought process of questioning things that no one else questions can create amazing platforms. I have no idea what's going to happen with me and my wife, but I will tell you this. If it does end up working out, if our relationship becomes stronger than it has ever been because of this weird, crazy idea, you better believe I'm going to tell people about it. Not only that, but you better believe that there's probably going to be some kind of business about it. <laughs> okay? Um, it's nuts. It's nuts. It's nuts. It's nuts. But this is this is the kind of thing that I think is, is fun. Um, and it doesn't hurt. Worst case scenario with my marriage is we get divorced. That was the plan in the first place. <laughs> that was the plan. This isn't... It, it's really not... <laughs> we have nothing to lose, right? Like, we're just going to give it a shot. And uh, probably for at least a few months, you know, just to see what happens over the course of three months' time. We were talking as well, like, part of the reason that our relationship was, took such a downturn is because we never really dated. Like, we dated, kind of, but, like, not really, ever. Even before we got married, we barely dated because she had three kids. And we had no babysitter. We had no money. You know, so, like, our idea of a, gate, a date was, like, hey, uh, you know, my mom can watch the kids for an hour while we go grocery shopping. And that was literally our dates. Guys, I have never, like, as an adult, 
I don't think I've ever planned a date. You know, I think maybe one or two anniversaries I did. And and that's on me. Listen, <laughs> I'm not I'm not in this whole divorce situation, I am not placing all blame on Toya. I am for sure at fault as well. Like a relationship takes 100% on both sides. And and I was not at 100%. Um <clears throat> but that's something that we never did and I'm like, you know, that should probably be a thing. The other part to that is I was I was working so much and this isn't just because I was an entrepreneur. This is even before I was an entrepreneur. I was working so much that she felt like a single mom. Like it's not a single mom, like single as in not in a relationship. She felt like a single parent, like one parent total. And that's on me, right? And this is this is where prosperity is such a big deal to me. And and the way we talk about our four pillars of wealth, time, health, relationships, money, that has become so instrumental for me and I've been able to turn around a lot of my relationships like with for example with my oldest daughter um, that's it's still developing obviously but it's so much better than it used to be anyway guys there's my personal little personal information for you some a bit of what I'm doing I love unconventional thought um, I love it to death as long as there's a rhyme or reason and I believe everything should be tested like don't just say it's gonna work or say it's not gonna work have an open mind and test something and with that test, you can then say, oh, sweet, it's going to work. Or, oh, it's not going to work. <laughs> That's it. That's like the whole point. Anyway, troubleshooting 101. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Appreciate you. I'll talk to you next week.